Welcome to Fresh Off the Set. I'm Carrie Hawker-Diaz. And I'm David Osmond. And I'm Alora Murray. Thank you for taking a listen. Okay, get ready for this podcast today, you guys. I had a chance to sit down with Heather Dugan. She's a relationship expert. We talked about AI relationships. And depending on how you feel about this, um, <laughs> it can either be scary or exciting. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that really had my jaw on the floor was they there is such thing as an AI companion. What? And it's happening, and there are apps. And we talk about what exactly that is. Um, well, I kind of want to tease it. Kind of is already so there, listen. right? I mean, hey, yeah. Alexa, Siri. True. We've, we've I, had this in you know in our back pockets for how long, and mm-hmm. it's just getting more and more deep into our society. I'm mm-hmm. just over here. If you could have seen me when Carrie said that, my mouth literally <laughs> just same. opened. Same. My jaw dropped. I just. Honestly, I can see the positives to AI. I can. And I can see the negatives because we already, with the um, invention of social media, I feel like our human connection has been kind of strained. We talk about that too. And people can, they talk so well on social media, but then you meet someone face to face. And then if you're actually going out there trying to find digital companions, mm-hmm. <laughs> I really, that's And when you're worrisome. talking about digital companions, are you talking about assistance or are you talking about dating or both? She talks about how people can create these AI companions, Yeah, you know, and they are like, you're in a relationship with these people. We also talk talk about why face-to-face conversations and human touch are still so important in relationships. And if AI can tackle the issue of loneliness, is it making us more lonely or is it fueling that fire? Um, It's a very interesting topic, no matter how you feel. You're actually not even listening to us. These are our AI. (laughs) (laughs) Don't listen to David. That's a joke. Another dad joke. Swing and a miss. <laughs> no, but seriously, not just recreating the. You see, you like never the, know now. the technology where they can replace your face and it's all yes. the deep fakes, but they can do that vo- vocally and also visually. Right. Uh, so, so the voice, you never know what you're hearing and what you're. Can you trust what you see and hear? Right. That's what's crazy. Very yeah. true. It it's is. A, it's, it is. It's here. The so. good, the bad, the ugly yep. on its way. And we break that down. So, should we give it a listen? Let's oh, do I can't it. Wait. I am so excited to speak with our guest today. I have Heather Dugan, relationship expert and author, wellness program creator, speaker, and consultant. Heather, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. I'm very glad to get the chance to chat with you. So excited to talk with you. Okay, I'm going to start with this. The Surgeon General recently released a report about loneliness. Can you explain that to us in your own words? Sure. Uh, yeah, this came out in May, and uh, he identified it as a public health crisis. And then basically, his report is a call to action. Uh, he described the extent of the issue, the consequences and ramifications, and, as well as some guidelines and suggested actions. Um, and this is actually, this has been going on for a couple, more than a couple decades. Uh, the UK kind of buzzed into this in 2011 with their campaign to end loneliness. Um, but it, it really... Uh, as I say, it, it, it's a well has well documented health health consequences, and it's self perpetuating. So it truly is a crisis, um, and, it, and it ties in with a lot of things that are going on right now in our world. 
Yeah, and what do you think those things would be? Do you think maybe it kind of started also back up with uh, the in 2020 with everyone kind of being separated? Well, it was going on before COVID, et cetera, et cetera, definitely. Um, we just kind of had this drift going for a while, uh, you know, internet, social media. We got all these great tools, but no, you know, manual, of course, on how to best use them. Uh, and then just lifestyles have changed. Uh, our, our ability to get distracted, <laughs> should mm-hmm. I say the ability? I don't know. Um, but, you know, a lot of things have changed in the ways we, we the ways we are able to relate to one another. And uh, unfortunately, the elemental need for connection is the same. So we, we just kind of have distanced ourselves from the ways that connect us best. Mm, okay, that makes sense. And how is this connected to AI in your opinion? Well, we are once again on a threshold. Um, we've got this amazing, seemingly limitless possibility filled option in front of us. Um, you know, there, there's all kinds of developments on a daily basis. Um, but the key word there is limitless. We don't know the full potential. So there's this tremendous promise. And I, like anyone else, I get very excited about the tech possibilities on things. But there is a lot of potential peril there. And if if you look historically, you know, just quick, quick one, you know, calculators and and, and even the the physical and the apps, you know, um, the the way we I'm sorry, I guess switching from calculators to um, the phone apps, et cetera, we we lost our basic math skills. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, look at how we've embraced digital communication and what that has done in terms of our ability and desire to kind of speak directly in the moment with people. There are a lot of little things that changes that we just can't anticipate. Um, but we kind of need to, because right now, you know, another, uh, report that came out from the Surgeon General about a month after the one we just spoke about was about the impact of social media on our youth. So there are going to be some costs here. It's just really important we identify those as best we can before we pay them and, and regret the price. Yes, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Do you think AI can tackle the issue of loneliness or do you think it will fuel that fire? Well, <laughs> I think it could be helpful. Um, and, and I do see a lot of possible helpful applications, but it can also be that crutch that prevents us from taking the bigger necessary steps to developing the, the deeper relationships that give life meaning. Um, AI, like social media, it's an illusion of connection. You know, we, you, you feel connected, but there's this within you, there's a, there's a disparity. It doesn't, you realize even if you don't can't identify it in your own mind, your body, your emotions feel the gap. Um, and I think that it get, can get easier and easier to hibernate if you have an option like AI to fill that gap instead. Sure, sure. How can AI potentially affect our romantic relationships? Let's talk about the positive points first, maybe, and then negative. Sure. Um, And there's plenty on both. Um, (laughs) From the positives, you know, let's go, uh, you know, the people that are new to dating, for instance, Um, you know, rusty social skills. And frankly, a lot of people coming out of COVID were battling that in general. Um, So, you know, like practicing for an interview or something, um, it could, you know, give you an opportunity to just kind of practice role play. Um, That's not a bad thing if that's how you use it. Um, It could help people identify 
identify alternate viewpoints. And, uh, you know, we kind of see a problem in one way. This could maybe, you know, as you talk to an AI uh, or interact with AI, you could maybe begin to discover some other things you haven't considered. Um, and dialogue is a big one. Um, and a lot of uh, the stuff I do for friends, clients, the, the programs I do, helping with language is a big that's a big one for people. They don't know the words. They know kind of what they want to say or mm -hmm. they, you know, they, they just need the language. So it can be very helpful there. And I think also um, as a stopgap for people that are extremely isolated, um, you know, think about how that helped, you know, at many different times it's been used for, for the elderly, you know, to kind of give them, it, we use it in different ways, but, you know, we've used digital um, connection to fill a gap there. And AI sure. could do that for sure. Um, negatives, I think, unfortunately, these show up in the long term because we see the short term positives and, and they're right there in front of us. But in the long term, you know, think about the fact if you are communicating back and forth with an AI uh, app, you are training a machine software. So they're learning, it's learning about you, adapting to you, um, which could kind of fuel those feelings that it's all about you. Um, mm -hmm. which creates these expectations that, uh, you know, people in the real world are going to do the same thing. So, you know, that could actually exacerbate emotional distance and some of that social awkwardness you're trying to get past, maybe. Um, I think also it could reinforce gender stereotypes. Um, also consider, you know, how we, we talked about distractions. We gravitate towards those distractions when we are confronted with challenges. Mm -hmm. With AI, you could delete and start over. Sure. And, you know, so, you know, we may not have to, you know, learn how to do things in a better way. We have this history of opting for easy, you know, with uh, what we went through in 2020 and beyond, you know, it wasn't just about the yoga pants, you know, mm -hmm. about finding something easier to wear. Um, social muscles got a little softer and it was hard for a lot of people to reengage because, you know, there were other ways to get around that, I think, or at least it, other options available. Um, and just like as we rather text rather than talk on difficult conversations, AI is easier. Um, and, and I mentioned, I think, also the, the, that once we're in hibernation, it just it's statistic, it's it's harder to come out. Loneliness is self-perpetuating. That's one of the big factors that makes it so difficult to uh, identify and, and take care of and for communities to address. And I think AI could could kind of perpetuate that as well. Sure. Those are really good points. Thank you. Interesting. Um, let's talk about AI companions. Do you think that they will <laughs> revolutionize relationships? What's your opinion? Oh my goodness. They, you know, there's so many of those now that they're actually, there's like top 10 lists, wow. <laughs> which just kind of blows my mind. Um, the first one that I was kind of a, uh, aware of was the replica app. And I, I, I need to share this description with you. Uh, they, it's, it, it calls itself the AI companion who cares, always there to listen or always here to listen, always on your side, oh, <laughs> create boy. your own. Yeah. So yeah. When we talk about creating expectations, Boy, that's great, isn't it? Um, but I, I, you know, these are all gap fillers. They are, they're 
entertainment is, is, is how I would view them. But there's so many of them out there now. All you'd have to, if you look up AI Companion, you come up with ones like iGirl and uh, My Virtual Girlfriend. You know, there's a lot, actually, you know, there are a lot of men looking for females. Um, and while I don't recommend, you know, going into bars anymore necessarily to find them, there are better ways, I think, than using an AI yeah. app to, to, to find a, a, a female friend or, or male friend, whatever it is you're looking for. Yes. And I guess for people first hearing the AI companion term, is that just basically somebody that is created that is a companion for you? Yeah, it's you kind of create your own and you you kind of describe and do. And I haven't spent a lot of time in this because, frankly, it gives me a little bit of the creeps. Yeah, (laughs) but sure. But (laughs) yeah, but, you know, it's it it's it is what it sells itself as. It is an alternative. And uh, when you think about how much time people already spend in social media, um, you know, kind of scroll, I call it snacking, you know, just scrolling mm. through things, your time is gone. Or if you are, you know, we love Google, right, et cetera, all the search engines, but, you know, you can kind of pick your own rabbit hole, go down and never emerge again, uh, you know, for, for hours. And I see this also as being something, it's not going to revolutionize. It's going to kind of pull people out of the social mix. Mm, Okay. Um, What do you think the role of AI in social connections and conversations is? What would you say that is? Um, you know, I, I think it, it, it could be kind of a, a lubricant and that it's, you know, it's an opportunity to practice. Um, I think we have to view it as a tool, a way to hone skills, identify different viewpoints, some of the things we, we talked about there. Um, it could, this is a positive, potentially be an accelerant in that it might spotlight need to people that just have kind of, you know, I, I a lot of times we ignore the biggest needs in our lives. Mm-hmm. This could be a way to identify in real time that, you know, yeah, I really, you know, I need to get out and, and uh, interact with the people in the community around me. Um, but again, you know, it, it, it can be, you know, is it a tool or is it going to be a time suck? You know, we've social media, dating apps, we've, we've kind of used them. We go into it, I think, Optimally, it's a tool, but I think for a lot of people, it turns into the other. And, uh, you know, people get stuck looking for perfect or, uh, you know, repeating old patterns. Uh, so I, I think the role of it, there's there's some possible some positives that we that it can play, but we have to, to kind of determine that ourselves ahead of time. Mm, OK. And Heather, when and where do you think we draw the line between the real and the manufactured relationship? Yes. Well, <laughs> these are the conversations we have to be having now, like, like we are right now, us, um, and people need to kind of, you know, I think, understand what it is and where it's going to show up in their lives. Um, you know, you look at the entertainment industry, that's what they're doing. They, you know, this is their their uh, their work, their livelihood. So they, they've been very uh, determined to kind of lay down those lines now. And I think we need to be bringing that kind of dialogue and uh, to the more basic and personal levels as well. Yeah, sure. Um, Do you think it's a relationship if it lives online with communication largely derived from artificial intelligence? What is your take? (laughs) 
I would say uh, it's ultimately kind of a masked, convoluted relationship with yourself, mm. um, more of like a video game, you mm -hmm. know, something like that. Um, entertainment, um, a relationship. Nah, I, I can't call it that. OK, yeah, I, I agree with you on that one. Um, why do you think face to face conversations and human touch are still so important in our relationships? Oh, yeah, that's in my book, The Friendship Upgrade, I get into this quite a bit because uh, there's a lot of great research. Um, we need we need to feel understood. We need to be seen. Um, and there's been a big gap in that area, as I mentioned, for years already. Um, you know, consider Zoom, you know, we, we all embraced it because it was there and it was better than nothing. Right. Mm -hmm. But there was, you know, a serious lag between, um, you know, you, you try to make eye contact. You never really could. And so it kind of you, you just had this feeling that you were kind of disconnected, even though you're you're trying to uh, replicate a real life experience. We need the face to face. We need those those visual cues that you only get in person and the, the tonal things. You know, you see facial expressions, you see, um, you know, body gestures, et cetera. Um, we need to see all that to kind of fill in the other meaning that, that you know, that's how we derive meaning. We, we depend on all of that. And when we don't have the face to face, we're, we're losing um, elements of that that are that are really important to us. And in human touch. Now, that was one of the big difficulties for people as we went through, you know, isolation with yeah. the, in 2020, you know, people were getting pets, right? Mm -hmm. Because they needed that oxytocin hit, right? So we need touch. Um, you know, people do not thrive without it. Uh, and, and again, in care centers, nursing homes, the elderly, if they are, if people don't have touch, you know, we, we, we diminish our, we just kind of dwindle. Um, it's an important part of our well-being that we, we have that connection at, at very basic levels. That's so true. And, you know, there's something to be said about just having a conversation with a friend or, you know, somebody that you're connecting with, having that cup of coffee in person and uh, really yes. relating. It just like fills your cup like nothing else. It does. And, you know, we've, we, um, I have uh, said that we, and in, in a lot of times with the, the stuff I've written about how we've kind of gotten in the habit of uh, fitting our friendships into the leftover spaces instead of creating the space to grow them well. Um, we need to put things on our calendar. We need to make space for the things that really fill us up like that. Um, that's a decision. And it's really difficult to do that when you have a zillion other things going on. If you're a parent or dealing with elder care, et cetera. But if to live well, we really need to build those relationships. Um, and one of the big factors for, for people is often when you go through a transition, you get disconnected. And it can be very difficult to know how to build that up again. So looking for those social groups where you can plug in. Um, I kind of accidentally started one in my area about 10, 11 years ago that ended up really feeling, filling an important gap for women in this area because it gave them access. So we really need to put ourselves where we can have access um, in whatever way, proximate access so that we can have those face-to-face uh, conversations that help us to develop relationships in real time. Oh, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. And tell us about what you've written to and where we can find your books. 
Oh, sure. Um, the date like a grown up, um, anecdotes, admissions of guilt and advice between friends. Um, just like it sounds, a lot of humor in there, but you know, a lot of, of poignancy too. people <laughs> kind of share their real stories and, uh, we good takeaways to help you on that path. Um, and then I wrote the friendship upgrade trade clickable connections for, uh, friendships that matter after date like a grown-up, but I always tell people that's the prequel. That's where you really need to start. Um, I wrote that because I'd found that uh, for a lot of women, it was easier to find an online date than a friend in their neighborhood. So there's something mm. a little backwards there, right? And you can find those uh, online, uh, bookstores, Amazon, certainly, and, and on my website. You're fantastic. You've given great advice, such powerful knowledge. Thank you so much, Heather. Where can we follow you and find you if we want more information? Um, I do. I mentioned my website. It is heatherdugan.com and Dugan is spelled D-U-G-A-N. Uh, I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and I do love to connect with people. Um, you can reach out and connect through my website if you need a speaker or programming or if you just, you know, have a question or want to have a you know, conversation. Oh, fantastic. Thank you for chatting with me today. It feels good to chat with a real person. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. <laughs> Thanks, Heather, Jerry. thank you so much. And thank you for listening to another episode of Fresh Off the Set. Please rate, review, and subscribe. And we will see you next week. Congrats, you made it to the end. If you want to continue to freshen up your day, you can watch us on Fresh Living every weekday on CBS Channel 2 in Utah at 1 o'clock. You can also watch us on our YouTube channel, KUTV Fresh Living, and follow us on social media. We will see you next week.